Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm the father of two beautiful girls. And recently I looked around my house and saw that it was full of rainbows and unicorns and mermaids. That's when I realized that this is my daughter's world and I'm just living in it. up girl dads we are back at it i wanted to talk about one of my favorite things about being a dad it's the dadisms i'm not gonna lie it's one of my absolute favorites i love being able to say random things and and say it like it is true and profound wisdom even if it makes zero sense at the time Actually, they're all pretty good in my opinion. So we're gonna we're gonna dig into one tonight. But I wanted to talk really quick. Wanted to set the stage on on where my dadisms come from. So I have I really have two influences on my dadisms. One is my actual dad, who is on all accounts a hillbilly, and his dadisms were as hillbilly as they come. One of my favorites was "Ain't no step for a stepper," and you're like, wait, what? Hang on, that doesn't make sense. But I, you know, I, I put it in my mind that if if you were a professional stepper, like walking, then taking a step for somebody who walked wouldn't be hard. So it, it, it just was an odd way of saying it. But those were the kind of dadisms that I got when I was a kid. They still influence me today. I love them. The other one is one of the best model dads from all. 90s movies like the pinnacle of dad model and that is major pain yes major freaking pain one of my favorite movies and i love it when he just sets the tone for all of his boys and he said <laughs> and and he introduces himself and he goes killing is my business and business is good <laughs> So, so I apologize. I friggin' love that movie. But you have so many one-liners in there, like you know, the monsters in the closet. If he ain't if he ain't there, he ain't happy. You know, like those are are all those one-liners in those movies are perfect. Perfect dadisms. I love that movie. And so if if I was going to really kick off my dadisms, and I'm not going to hit them all right now. I'm just going to dig into one. We'll do this throughout as I as I think of the dadisms that I say, because most of the times they just burst out of me, and I have no control over it. And I'll write them down as I get them, and we'll dig into them. But the one that I use the most, I use it constantly, all of the time. It's it has almost transitioned from a dadism to a mantra in my house, and that is, you can have fun but you got to get stuff done. Let's repeat that again. I recommend using this. You can have fun, but you got to get stuff done. I know it rhymes. For some reason, the majority of my dadisms actually rhyme. I don't know why I have this affinity for short, quippy rhymes, but I do. And here's Here's where this all started. So that dadism actually started well before I was a dad. I was a supervisor in corporate America, which is oddly kind of like being a dad to 14 different little children. Uh, the maturity level is is about the same, and the crap that you deal with is, a, is about the same. So 
it's funny how much transition from being a supervisor to being a dad worked. It was fantastic. I was trained before I got into it for some of the stuff. And where where it got to is when I, I like major pain, introduced myself to my team when I got the job and kind of laid out the expectations, right? And I was like, look, I like to have fun. I want to have fun all the time. And do you know what is fun? Winning. Winning is fun. And if we're winning, we're going to have a ton of fun. And that was where I set the tone for the team. And we had goals and we had metrics and we held people accountable. And I, you know, I wasn't the best. I was very, I'm, I'm still working on my confrontation skills. I'm still not good at that. So there was probably some peeps I should have gotten rid of, but I never, never did. So if any of them ever come back and listen, they're going to be like, yeah, right, pal, you weren't nearly that hard. But what I was good at was having fun and getting stuff done. Like my team produced more than anybody else on the floor to the point that like they were constantly taking from my team because we were able to take everything that they threw at us and create and have capacity left over and my team was happy like that they didn't hate their lives and that was the biggest metric there there was for me that was the biggest metric is that my people came to work and they didn't absolutely hate their life do you know in corporate America how big of a win that is it's crazy it is crazy to have people working for you that don't hate their life it was fan fantastic and so that really stuck with me and and so the more we won the more I would have fun I mean we would do silly things dancing up and down the halls I bought them food we did everything that we could do to have a blast I I didn't regulate them at all they if they wanted to jam music and be crazy and be loud and obnoxious I let them because they were getting their stuff done and that was that was where it was, I got a lot of flack for it. There was other people who said, "Oh no, you got to sit there. You got to be quiet in order to get stuff done." I was like, "No, no, that's wrong, right? My my team is performing excellence. I'm gonna let them do it their way, right?" And as I moved into being a dad, that really has transitioned over for me too, where you know if you've ever tried to get your kid to clean up their playroom, so so dads. Let's be honest, kids don't know anything about cleaning. They have the attention span of a goldfish, which, by the way, is like a half of a second or something like that, goldfish. So if you hear me use that, that's that's what I'm referring It's very short. They have the attention span of a goldfish, so they pull out one thing, they play with it for a little bit, they turn around, and it's, it's out of their sight, out of mind. It is completely gone to them. It doesn't exist as soon as they turn 90 degrees, okay? So there's just crap everywhere. And then as they grow older that kind of sticks with them. They don't really learn to pick things up at all, which, you know, quick note here, quick tip, because it literally falls out of existence when they turn 90 degrees, if you just kind of hide that toy for like 30 days, 30, 60 days, and then pull it back out, it'll be brand new to them, and they'll love it all over again. So quick tip on how to make toys last longer. Uh, but, But yeah, it... It's terrible. They, they play with something. They leave it on the ground. They go to something else. They, they don't sit and play with anything for a long period of time. I, you know, like growing up, I had my share of toys too. Uh, but a lot of the times, you know, like outside, you're playing with a stick in the mud. And you, if you leave it outside, then who cares, you know? But today, these kids have so much junk, man. And, you know, there's a 57 Happy Meal toys. And there's just so much crap. 
And, and so it's everywhere. It's on the floor. And if you ever try to get your kid to clean that up, what you'll find is that 15 minutes, like they might, when you're standing there, you're all over me, like, pick that up, pick that up. And they're doing good work. And you're like, okay, yeah. And you step out of the room to get a drink or something. And then you come back in, they're playing. Like they've stopped cleaning completely. Uh, it's part of the growing process. We have to teach them how to be disciplined and how to work hard and how to get things done, how to set goals. But they don't want to do that. A kid is pure play. That's all they want to do and play. And that is good. And we need to encourage that. So we need to balance those things. If we were to just crap on our kid and say, you cannot have any fun until you get all of this work done. They'll hate it. They will be miserable the whole time. And they will make sure that you are miserable the whole time too. Okay, so there's this balance that these kids need to play but they also need to learn to work. They also need to learn to clean up after themselves because you can't just have them be slobs their whole life. They need to be disciplined and they need to clean up after themselves. And so how do you do that? You have to balance those two things. And that is where my dadism came in is you can have fun. You can play with the toys. Like you can, when you pick up your horses, they can whinny and and play and talk to each other and do all these things, but do it on the way to the bin. And then have them, you know, go to the corral and the horses go in there. Or, you know, the Barbies are talking and they get married and then they go in their house. Whatever, you know, type of a thing like that. They can still play and have fun and do all of these things. But they got to get stuff done at the same time, right? And, And then managing that balance is the key. So it's not, for me, it's not about managing, making sure they have fun. They'll do that on their own. It's not necessarily about managing that they get things done. They can do that too. They're very capable. Uh, What we're managing is we're managing that balance between having fun and getting stuff done. Okay, so, and unfortunately, we're on the anchor of getting, getting stuff done. But the lesson that we're teaching our kids is how to balance these things. They, they want to go all to one side, all to the fun with none of the responsibility. But if we push them all to responsibility and none of the fun, they're going to hate it. And so they're either going to be slobs and undisciplined or they're going to be miserable and, and hate what they do. And neither one of those extremes are good, right? So the, the truth is in the middle, is having fun and getting stuff done. And what we are teaching them is to balance those two things, to not get lost in either extreme, but to manage into the middle, to have fun, to play, to still be productive and find that being productive is still fun. It doesn't have to suck. Then they're going to get more done. They're going to be they're going to enjoy life more. They're going to take that into life as they get older, into their job, into their work. They're going to have fun and they're going to get things done. They are going to be the creme de la creme if they can be be happy and productive at the same time. Like that's a supervisor's dream employee right there. No matter what it is, if you can learn to have fun and get stuff done, even if it's something that you don't necessarily enjoy doing, like cleaning up the playroom, then man, they're going to be set up for success in the future. But also if they can just learn to balance, no matter what it is they're doing, balance is key. And so that that balance between fun and productivity or responsibility is is crucial. And it starts early by allowing them to play while cleaning up their room and managing 
that balance. So remember, dads, keep those kids responsible. Let them have a ton of fun as long as they're getting their stuff done. Thank you for listening, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with all those girl dads you know. I just want to give one last quick shout out to Inkledo. Thank you for making this podcast possible. Uh, I encourage all of you to please go get some of their delicious coffee or join into one of their meaningful conversations. You can find Inkledo podcast everywhere that podcasts are streamed.